everybody. It's time for the Talk Colony podcast. We're excited to be here and break down the third episode of season three of Colony, Sierra Maestra. And if anyone has a better way to pronounce that, be sure to let us know. We have some good stuff to talk about. Now, I'm Tracy, and I have a guest host tonight. Jay couldn't be here. Um, We can tease him about that because Tori Kittles likes to tease him about that when he wasn't here for his interview. So this is kind of perfect that we have another way to um, go after Jay. But honestly, he really couldn't be here and we miss him. But we do have we, our... Do we, do we miss him? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we miss him. Maybe this That's is my chance to kinda, take his spot. Kinda, <laughs> oh, okay. It, there might be a debate. But <laughs> let me introduce you to our co-host. You might recognize his voice at com family. Mike Caputo is here. He is with Pop Culture Review. He's also working with so many shows.com. He is a television expert. I mean, I'm just always amazed at his knowledge, his memory, and his insight. So I'm very honored to have Mike here with us. Did you want to introduce yourself? Tell us just a little bit about yourself, Mike. Man, you were much nicer to me than I would have been. But yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, by, by Pop Culture Review, Mike, uh, I do uh, TV talk a couple nights a week with uh, Jay and the crew. I love Colony, been a fan of Colony since day one. It was funny, nice. actually. I didn't know the whole so many shows fandom for Colony existed and, you know, you and Jay and the dailies and mm-hmm. there's a the whole world out there that I was, I've, I've been floating by myself in the Colony world. Uh, How did we not connect earlier? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's crazy. It's like it one of the weird. Colony mysteries. It, I just it is a Colony mystery. I was in a different <laughs> block. I think, I think I was over yeah. in like the New York block somewhere <laughs> and I just, yep. I just missed the boat with you guys. But uh, yeah, you. no, it was uh, one of the early things that kind of, uh, bonded me to uh, all of you uh, when I kind of first mm-hmm. saw the show. I was like, oh, these are colony people. That says a lot about them. That's all I needed to know. They're so, good. They're uh, good people. They're good well, people. What, they're good what people. drew you to Colony, the show? What? <sighs> I mean, caught your I, eye? before I knew anything else, I knew Josh Holloway was on it, and I am mm-hmm. a giant Losty, uh, big, yep. big Losty. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually doing a Lost series rewatch actually right now because of that. Yeah, Lee series we watch uh, on Tuesday nights. But um, fantastic, and a big fan of Peter Jacobson. So those two guys together. I mean, I was a fan of his from House. Uh, he was probably my second favorite, other than House on House. So okay, uh, that was enough for me. Uh, good actors that I like, I'm gonna follow. Uh, and so, you know, USA Colony, those two guys, and then I had a whole sci-fi bent to it. I, I there okay. wasn't anything about the show that didn't draw me to it. You know, I like what, good what sci-fi. Is- Okay, I was wondering what your genre is, if you have a favorite. And there's also a debate of whether we really call Colony sci-fi. Um, you know, that, that element comes in and out for sure. It's, it's definitely yeah. there. But do you think of it more of, as just sci-fi or a, like a dystopian drama um, or just sort um, of a hybrid? I, you know, I think, I think dystopian drama is probably the better fit. I think in the vernacular, though, I've just gotten used to – uh, people who speak on it that don't maybe that are, are more casual mm-hmm. to the genre right. will refer to this as a sci-fi show, though you're right. Mm-hmm. The sci-fi element is actually more maybe implied than something seen. Mm-hmm. Though I think we, I think maybe to this episode actually yeah. uh, changed the, flipped the script uh, on that yeah. a little bit. Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. But I, I think dystopian and sci-fi get thrown together a lot uh, yeah. in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dystopian drama though. I like that. I like the idea of you know the not near distant future and the world's gone, uh, you know, mm-hmm. gone pot, and uh, yep. you know what are we going to do about it? So how quickly things could change. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. I think. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say we kind of have two um, storylines going on. We have the Bowmans and Snyder in the resistance camp now and settling in there, and then we have. Broussard and Amy, we know her as Amy now, as opposed to just Dispatch, um, yep. on the road traveling north in their adventures. So which, um, which storyline do you want to hit up first? I think I want to do Broussard and Amy first because okay. the, cause the camp was my more favorite. So I, I, okay. for me, anyway, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proxy Snyder guy. I don't know where you yeah. sit on that, but I'm definitely uh, hashtag proxy Snyder. Uh, that's fan. okay with me. Jay would say otherwise. Jay would say, I, you know, that I'm... I'm not fair on that topic, but I am. 
I totally am. So um, don't listen to him. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get so, started. Do you want to kick it off? Tell us a little uh, bit about their journey. Sure. Well, I mean, the episode. I mean, the episode starts with uh, an Amy flashback, which I, mean, I think is mm-hmm. meant to kind of uh, introduce her to the family. Uh, yeah. You know, she's a, she was a doctor uh, living in the San, Bern- San Bernardino block of the LA colony, and uh, you see her kind of getting roped into the resistance movement. Though, I don't, did you get the impression that she wasn't terribly interested in it? It, it, was, it seemed like a very reluctant right. recruiting. Uh, I agree. A doctor or a nurse that that had a fallen resistance fighter. You know, the the brain surgery in the basement uh, uh, scenario. Was <laughs> Bleach on the table. Her. Yeah, bleach on the table, bleach on the table, uh, which, you know, it's how you want your brain surgery done if you're going to do brain, brain surgery. So Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, she did. There definitely seemed to be some reluctance, but I wonder if, if that's supposed to be a turning point for her, you know, in our minds, you know, that she, when push comes to shove, someone has a bullet in their head in front of her, you know, which, which, what is she going to do? So I wonder if we were kind of supposed to see that as her movement in the other direction um what do you think about that i hope so because i I gotta tell you i spent all of uh last week uh waiting for the shoe to drop for her to be some kind of turncoat collaborator Mm, there was just something about her there was something about her in her introductory episode that just kind of made my hair stand on end yeah Uh, i I don't know what it was i mean she, she was she was so bubbly and outgoing for well, someone and, and, that, you know, she hadn't actually met uh-huh. Broussard, but, you know, she was very flirty with him. I don't know. There was she something was, there yeah. That. There was the flirtation. And then she was just, I mean, super confident. And that's great if you're really confident. I, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. But it almost seemed a little, I, I mean, I can see what you're saying. That yeah. she, she, almost like she knew too much. You know, how do you yeah. know all that? Yeah. So it was, a, it was a little suspicious. But so far, I'm glad that she uh, seems legit. Yep. Um, so they're heading on their way north. They don't have a lot of supplies. They encounter a, another group of survivors under, I guess, a bridge or an overpass. Um, she's like, let's talk to them. Let's see. Maybe they can give us a ride, help us maybe find some other supplies. And Broussard, he's, he's not interested at first. You want to talk Which about that? Classic, yeah, it's classic, classic Broussard, though, right? I mean, yeah, she absolutely. Even, she, calls on him, she calls him on it right away. Like, you're yes. not really a people person. You know, yeah. you're you're much better, you know, stalking the empty colony for supplies and hanging out right. in your little hobbit hole by yourself, uh, which mm-hmm. I like. I like that. I maybe like her more that she called him on that. I, you know, I love Tori Kittle. Yeah. I think he plays Broussard to the hilt, but he is so dramatic. Oh, my God, with the, with the mm-hmm. loads of act that he does. So I like I like their actually <laughs> her kind of calling him on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and they come across a group of survivors who are not extremely welcoming. No. Uh, you know, they put them through their paces right away, right away. Yeah. So she, um, she's quick to see that there's an injured child there. So she uses that as a doctor to say, hey, you know, we could help you. We have, you know, we have skills. And um, ex-Marine and a doctor. And then the, the main gentleman that's confronting them um, starts talking to them about finding some medicine for his wife, I guess she has like Crohn's disease and has to take a regular um, medication. And they learn that there is a vast supply of medicine and other things, but it's in, what do they call it, a dead zone? Yes. Yes. The dead zone, the pharmacy that they have not been able to, to get into mm-hmm. as of yet. So they uh, want them to uh, get in there, use his skills again, or if they can do that, then maybe they'll, you know, they'll give them a ride. Yeah, so, classic, uh, classic prove yourself mission, right? I mean, this exactly. Is what you want. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of organization right. you want from a group. You know, you don't. Right. You'd be suspicious if they just brought you in sure. and said, "Sure, yeah." Absolutely, you would. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, um, uh, once again, Broussard's hesitant. He's like, "These, these are, you know, they don't know what they're doing. This is too risky." Um, and Amy reminds him that they need food. They can't survive but so long you know with what they have um if they're you know if they're walking they need this ride they need supplies as well so do you want to talk a little bit um about the so he agrees to it he ultimately agrees to it but he has clear hesitations can you talk a little bit about the plan the the strategy sure well it's so the, it takes a team uh a bigger bigger team than i thought that they would have had uh right uh-huh. and they go down they scout the area for a little bit 
think they, they had a mission, but then they kind of uh, decide to change it on the fly. Does he give him, he gives him like 15 minutes to kind of get in, get the job done, get on their way and avoid any of the, the drones, the patrolling drones. And I think after a while, he's extremely hesitant, but I think he finally decides to give it a go. And they, like any good plan, goes by the wayside really quickly. And they run into some trouble with some of the uh, the walking drones that are doing the patrol, right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's coming through with a truck, and that's, mm-hmm. that's not how you get through the dead zone. And there's the drone walkers, and they do start obliterating everyone in sight. And I, I saw on Twitter that Peter Jacobson even made a comment that, you know, if he had to go, he might want to go that way because it is basically instantaneous. It, it, you're just yeah. you're missed. Go you're ahead. misted. Yeah. You're yeah, you're you're yeah. pureed. You're there. You're not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're today, so, gone tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy. But Broussard and Amy get away. They hide in a storage container slash dumpster or something that has a, a lid. Dive. And I was kind of yeah. waiting. I was kind of waiting for one of the walkers to come up to him and not do anything like they did with Will, because that happened in season two with one of the flying drones. You remember? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. which I know is one of your big mysteries, right? That you're. It is. It is. Yeah. Who is who is so, who is on the other side of the facial recognition program? That is that's yeah. my that's my greatest yeah. colony mystery. But but they they didn't go that route. They just you know were were hidden, and but. I guess it's pretty safe to say they, you know, didn't get their ride because, you know, it didn't exactly work out like they planned. So they're on foot again. They're continuing to head north. They do they do manage to get some supplies, of course, while they're there. And they uh, get over this rocky patch, and Amy trips, falls. They're at the ground. Something seems a little amiss, and... They throw a rock down, and it falls. But then Broussard gets a bullet out of his gun, holds it in his hand, moves his hand away, and it continues to float. What are, what are your thoughts on what's going on there? I, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> do even know. I mean, that's, that's, there, there's your sci-fi, right? That's not, that's not yes. dystopian drama. That's, that's hey, right. let's dip our toe in, in sci-fi. When, you're, when you start messing with the magnetic mm-hmm. field, you know, like yeah. at, before the wraps were on the planet, I'm sure, you know, bullets would just fall to the ground normally there. That's my guess anyway, mm-hmm. though. So, That's my you know, guess, too. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's so, some, some sort of atmospheric change there, something, something very mysterious going on. And even to the point where it makes her a little unsteady, she, she doesn't really feel good. So, it's, you know, it's affecting them somehow. And as they're walking away, they see this crazy building which a lot of people I think were referring it to. It looks kind of like Epcot <laughs> with right. the dome and right, the right. sort of skylight windows all over it. And everything is just bathed in light, which is kind of eerie. It's kind of cool, but it's kind of eerie too. And, but they're not going to go in and investigate. They're smart enough to go the other direction and you know, get more information first. But yeah, as they're walking away, she's, she's, she almost falls at some point. So there's, there's something going on there that I guess humans – are not built for, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I the my my first thought went back to the premiere when who is someone was having a conversation about the <laughs> aliens are kind of they're they're gonna with the factory gone they're gonna move and do work here on Earth. Um, oh right, Helena was right. talking to them. That's, yeah, that's what it was. I, I remember hearing the conversation. Yeah. I'm trying to place the face. Um, and you know that whole conversation struck me as kind of a like terraforming idea then, okay. and mm-hmm. it's now put me on a whole like whole sh- reshaping of at least parts of the planet to make their needs more suitable and, and i think i think we're gonna right. see a lot of the wraps this season more so than we've ever seen mm-hmm. before obviously uh, i think the show is ready to really pull back the curtain on them and mm-hmm. i think yeah i think whatever's going on with this magnetic field is part of that they're they're making you know they're nesting on the planet right. uh, i think to a little bit and i think this that was my gut feel my, my my gut reaction was this weird magnetic issue with the, the flint bullet and her being weak and obviously some, some kind of uh, human physiological reaction 
is something to do mm-hmm. with them being more involved on the planet versus traditionally having been in the sky and, you know, right. up in space and kind of working. Like, they're here now. Like, they're not just an idea, you know, uh, from the brightest day, you know. Like, they're, they're on the planet. They're, they're moving they're, in, they're, yeah. They're mm-hmm. moving in. They're moving in. You're moving out, yep. you know. You know, and the rents are going up. <laughs> they're, they're, doing, they're doing rap gentrification, you know. It's happening. Yeah, so, it's happening. Uh, yeah, well, I they do. They get out of there. And it kind of, it kind of reminded me, uh, it made me think a little bit about when, when you were talking, when they were on the moon or whatever, at the, the actual factory, uh, people were getting sick up there. It was more of a cough, bleeding from the mm-hmm. mouth kind of thing. It was really yep. horrible. But, you know, it, you got to wonder, like you were mentioning, there's something going on that, you know, humans aren't particularly built for. So they get out of there. They try to contact the resistance camp, presumably, I, I, I presume that it's um, the camp that Katie and Will are in because we don't know of another one right now. But they, they try to make contact, and they get no one. It seems like communications have been shut down, and that's pretty much where their story drops off. They just continue walking. So Yeah, that's just what they seem to one. do. I mean, these two are on a walkout, yeah. uh, sure, <laughs> yeah. uh, two episodes yeah. in a row now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's definitely un- it's definitely unsettling that it could go sideways. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever caused them to go silent, you know, happened in a really short amount of time that they were gone. You know, it wasn't like they were gone a week. Mm-hmm. You're talking thirty six right. hours tops, tops. Mm-hmm. You know, depending yeah. on how long they were in the yeah. yeah, so they're not good. But. So on the Bowman side of things, they're at this resistance camp, and I think they I think they're looking forward to setting up a bit of a life for the kids and some sort of regular routines. They hear there's a school, things like that. So they're, they seem, you know, encouraged about that. And I, I think they seem to have this expectation. They will be treated with a lot of respect and because they brought the gauntlet, you know, like that they're going to be sort of in this upper tier maybe. And that doesn't really happen. The leader of the camp shows up, Andrew McGregor, mm-hmm. and he immediately gives Katie an assignment. He doesn't take them, you know, off to see the click slash rap. He he gives her an assignment, and again, this this proving yourself type thing. And so that does not sit well with her. But she does go ahead and start writing. Meanwhile, the kids go to school. Bram and Snyder go off and find some jobs. Will goes out in some sort of field digging something. Digging holes. And, um, digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he tries to strike up a conversation with someone there and give a little bit of intel, and that that doesn't go well. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I can't remember the guy's name, but he, he, I can't he's basically I'm asking. Look at my notes and see if I wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> well, he's asking about the guy with the Bugs Bunny tattoo because they had that conversation with Noah, the resistance member that, that didn't make it out in um, season two, and she's the one that parachuted in and told them about this camp. And she mentions a guy with a Bugs Bunny tattoo. So um, Will's trying to get some information, you know, just kind of casually mention, hey, my, my, I have a buddy, I think, here. You, or you, you would definitely remember him. He's got a Bugs Bunny tattoo. And, and the guy just sort of clams up. And yeah, getting back to my canteen. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of secrecy. I mean, that's, that, that was the thing, and, and I picked up from the last episode, and it really, per, you know, permeated in this one, is, like, this is not a – this is not the utopian resistance no. democracy that they thought they were walking into. Uh, and, right, and, Snyder right. makes this, and Snyder makes this explicit point later on. Like, this isn't yeah, much different than, you know, like a work camp, you know, that, that you know, the, 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 that Snyder would have run, you know, on the collaborator side. Yeah, just, yeah, the occupation in general, because, yeah. Yeah. So... He, yeah, that that doesn't go well. So Will doesn't get very far with that. He's starting to notice that that things are kind of on a bit of a lockdown as far as information. Bram does some job with hammers, but they don't seem to think Snyder is necessarily suited for that job. So they they send him to the stencils department, and the stencil uh, kind of blew me away. I'm like, what the heck? It's the like, wasn't it like the phoenix of the transitional authority? The logo from yeah. from the block. The, yeah. the look, Do you have any the theories look, there? The look that he gives peering through the hole in the stencil was yeah, just yeah. so good. It was so it was, it was so unnerving. Like, he was unnerved. He was confused. Oh, yeah. He was like, what am I doing here? My, my thought was that they're, I, I, I mean, assuming the best case, 
that they must be mm-hmm. making some kind of like, you know, infiltration, uh, okay. prepping some kind of like propagandist like infiltration kind of thing. Uh, right? Is that why okay. you would stencil up? You would stencil like up Trojan like the Horse enemies. kind of thing. Yeah, you know, you yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Uh, you know, you, you gather the uniforms of your enemy kind of thing, and you know, mm-hmm. be able to uh, get inside. Not unlike what Broussard did, right, when he did his time as a, exactly. as a red hat. Yeah. So I, that was what my my feeling was. But I mean, like Snyder or don't like Snyder, the man has got the instincts to survive. And his oh, yeah. spidey sense is tingling like crazy <laughs> with every Absolutely. passing minute here. Yeah, uh, that was that was my second favorite part of the episode, actually. And, and so I think where we get to okay. next after, after the introduction is where Snyder, uh, you know, asks Wilkie, "Let's let's talk outside for a little bit." And yeah. He, yeah. He, he, do you want to talk about that? I don't know what your reaction was on that. Uh, well, you know, he like we said, he just reminds him that you know points out, and Will has noticed as well that it's running kind of like a colony, that there's curfews, there are um, restrictions on electronics, and they you know, all have certain jobs. I mean, they're, they're, like you said, it's not the utopian society they were anticipating. And, and Snyder also brings up what you just talked about, I think, when he sees those logos and is in shock, it makes him even more fearful that someone may recognize him as a leader a previous leader of a colony, you know, his, his prior role. And he points that out to Will as well. And, but Will's not ready to make a change, you know, no, he's kind he's of not. more the guy who's going to collect all the information, scope it out for a while. He's not going to make a rash decision. Snyder's ready to hit the road. And Will says, sure, you can go. And then right. of course Snyder says, I, I can't do it alone, which, you know, right. he can't. I'm not, he, right. He says, what does he say? He says, I'm not, and then he, he like, he does a Snyder stutter. I'm not, I'm not you, you know, like, he yeah, recognizes, yeah, yeah. that's his strength. His strength is knowing how to yeah. use people. Uh, exactly. My favorite part, though, exactly. I think he scores a lot of points, though, and I think he definitely planted an earworm with Will when he said, when he reminded mm-hmm. him of the fact that their safety uh, relies on his kids mm-hmm. being able to maintain what he referred to as a complicated, uh, complicated lie, and it's, it's yeah. true, you know, you love, you know, crazy, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't know if they start getting pressured, if they're going to, yeah. they're going to keep the story up about, you know, Uncle, right. uh, Uncle Alan. But an interesting part, though, was Will, he kind of tried in his rationalization, because I think he's definitely rationalizing here. I think he's doing it for the benefit of his family and trying to keep just everyone happy, just, just to be safe and, and have a feeling that he's safe, whether or not he really believes that. He says, you know, like my wife's a rock star in the resistance. That's mm-hmm. gonna go someplace. But she meanwhile she's doing yeah. homework. She can't even get a peek at the rap. You know, she's under armed guard. <laughs> you know, they like they they put an armed guard on her. Like she earned her yeah. you know, her rock star status has earned nothing. Uh considering they right. brought a gauntlet into the into the camp. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. So but she does make her way a little closer because she insists upon uh, getting in there. She, she finishes her notebook earlier in the day. She goes to deliver it. She finds out she has this security detail, which yeah, it's an armed guard. Is it who, who is he really guarding her from them or them from her? You know, uh-huh. what what's the idea there? And she wants to go where the click is. And they're like, Oh no, 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 no. And he grabs her. That does not go over well. That's not go over yeah. well at all, which, uh, no, no, yeah. No. So she makes it very clear, do not lay a hand on me. Do not touch me again. Take me to Vincent now. Because so far, he's sort of their best ally in the camp. And she convinces him somehow to to take her to McGregor, to where the clique is. And they go in there. And she still doesn't get to see the clique, but she gets closer. She sees a curtain. She sees shadows. She hears voices. She wants to know what's going on. But t- t- talk a little bit about what he says to her about sort of his his speech about taking things slow. Well, I mean, yeah, he says he's not ready to, I don't know, he strikes me, but I'm going to back up for a second. Do you watch The Walking Dead? Sure. Are you a walking, are you a walking dead fan? Yes. He oh, yeah. reminded <laughs> very much of Gregory in Hilltop Colony. Ah, that's Ooh. a good comparison. He, that's, he, I, I, he, he just reeked of him. From the moment he began speaking and laying down his laws, Andrew's laws, uh, and uh-huh. not and not concerned with who they were or what they did, only his his way or the highway. That that was that yeah. Gregory feeling, and I think in the same way he is obsessed with his power 
and maintaining his yes. power above all else. So yes, even with even with her finally giving the book, which I, I felt like it was almost a uh, a uh, a Wizard of Oz behind the curtain kind of thing. Like he gave her that mm-hmm. homework assignment, thinking she wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, but she calls her mm-hmm. bluff, and she does do it. And so you know, yes. he, he's 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 a snake oil salesman, politician, and he 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 uh, he. Uh, counters really well. He's like, well, I'm going to go through this and we're going to study it. And if your information pans out, you know, we'll have some more questions for you. And then we're going to mm-hmm. interview you and it's going to be a 19 part step. <laughs> and then maybe you can have a look at the click. And yeah. she deduces, right. She, she's listening to him, but she's side eyeing the curtain and the uh-huh. shadows. And she realizes what she realizes something right away. What do you remember what she realizes without him saying anything? She realizes that they haven't done what yet with their, with their right. chapter. They, they, they haven't, haven't been able to get it. it to talk. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Or bring it online. Right. They haven't been able to communicate right, with it. Right. She, she did, right. So, uh, and and he finally kind of crumbles. I I, I would have crumbled the right way. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. She stands up to him, and you get the impression that not a lot of people stand up to him. Exactly. Seen, he's not used to that. Mm-hmm. He's not used to that. He hasn't met Katie Bowen before, and he's not used to people yeah. questioning his, because he is bombastic. He's one of those people uh-huh. who just shouts louder than everyone else and gets his way because right. of it. And, and she, you know, she's not about that. Um, and so and then they, there's the beard, you know, the beard and the bald head. It just kind of makes an impression when you say. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's really funny. That's really, really funny. He's got the look. Uh, <laughs> and then, I can't remember, does the order, does it come online? Do we hear the noise first? No, they, she, she goes get... back and he, he she... She pushes and she pushes and she pushes, but finally she does leave, and, you know, he's going to look at her information, supposedly. And you have to wonder, too, was he trying to get her to prove what she knows, or is he just trying to get information from her? Because, like you were kind of alluding to, maybe he doesn't really know so much, you know, and is, right. is using that information. But, yeah, they they go back and are getting ready uh, for He was pretty sad too. For, yeah, and he's, he, he, throws the book, he throws the book on the, on the desk, and, and he's, he's just really dismissive yeah. of her. It was almost like, you know, yeah. woman work. You know, like I really, the whole thing was yeah. kind of like a mixed message uh, of, it I didn't was. think you were going to do this. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll get around to your, your, yeah. your quaint information when we get around to it. I'm an important person, though, yeah. and you have to leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so they're getting yeah, ready they're getting, yeah, they're getting for bed. And then they hear this screeching, high-pitched, annoying, terrible noise. And who knows right away what it is. <laughs> Snyder says it's Snyder. online. They've got taken it online. And so... They run in there. Will and Katie run in there. Uh, the curtain is pulled. They see the wrap, and Will is stunned. You know, I, I don't know quite why he's so stunned because he saw the other one in season one. Right. But I, I guess it was just the suit and the and the helmet. And I guess this one did look more like a machine. Would do you think so? That was my reaction. Was uh, yeah. I think previously, I think he, he only saw kind of the outer shelling, the shell wrapping oh, okay. that it wears when it's in the, within the, and I think realizing that. The Power that, Ranger suit. Yeah. And, and I think realizing okay. that this is what's under it. And it's just a okay. machine. Yeah. I, and I, I would assume the same thing that under, underneath whatever outer shell presented itself to you, I would also assume that there was some kind of terrestrial, carbon-based life form under there because I'm a, I'm a human with a small brain and that's all I can, you know, all, all I can conceive of is what I know, you know, so okay. I, I was yeah. some kind of lizard person and, uh, you know, that's what I think of with aliens. I think of lizard people. Yeah. They're not going to look like us. They're going to look like lizard people. And yeah, he's blown yeah. away. He's, he's dealing with lost in space robot, you know, uh, yeah. that's what it you're right. He, he must've been expecting more the, um, you know, Martian type, Look, and so he says, it's a damn machine. And then someone else says that. The rap says that back to him. Right. And then Katie says it speaks. And then the rap says that. And not only does the rap say it, the rap says it in their voice, which right. is kind of creepy. Super creepy. Then McGregor says something, you know, and they're all saying stuff. And I keep thinking, how long is this going to, you know, go on? It's like the game where, you know, kids repeat what you say and it's really annoying and you want them to stop. <laughs> um, that, you know, I, I thought about that. But they eventually – it doesn't keep repeating. They start asking questions and there's sort of a dialogue. Can you talk about that dialogue and what they discovered? 
oh, they discovered a lot. They, they, uh-huh. they, they discovered a lot. So, uh, yes, it plays the repeat game, and I took that as kind of creating a baseline, like a baseline communication. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. that was that was my like feeling of it. Okay, this is this is the okay. language we're using. Okay, you know we got this language. So then you right. know Will and Katie, Will and Katie, they're on the ball. Like they've thought about this, and so they begin kind of interrogating mm-hmm. it. And I think they even call it interrogation. Uh, she asks where it's from, and it mm-hmm. spits back a bunch of numbers. Right, it gives out coordinates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it asks, it gives them the distance. Right. Uh, I don't remember. I didn't write down the number, but it was like a parsec uh-huh. kind of distance. From, okay. from Earth. Why are you here? Right? Will Will chimes mm-hmm. in. Why are you mm-hmm. here? War. Yeah. Uh, which they think war with them, but oh no no yeah. no, oh no no, we are escaping. There's <laughs> war up. with someone else. There's right. war with someone There's else. There's a third entity, another species. Right. Which right. Will right. It's not it's not the best conversationalist. Uh, but Will fills in the <laughs> blanks and realizes that they're run, they're running yeah. from someone also. Uh, right. You know why why are you need humans? Uh, and he says, and it just says ominously, right? I think it just says like resources. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and because because then because stupid Andrew chimes in that they you know destroyed the Earth resources, and right. But that's not what they mean. They mean the actual humans for their for their labor mm-hmm. for their you know as, yeah. as labor animals. Um, right. Which again is all consistent with what we've seen on the show. This is you know it's it's confirming True. what we've seen. Yeah. And but which is useful. Because you've had now two seasons mm-hmm. of these creatures putting humans to work in a certain way and not really understanding why. Uh, right. We'll be guessing, though. But yeah, no, it's just that. You guys are just our labor. You know, it's not just some kind of weird, you know, boot camp thing that we're putting you through. Like, we actually need you doing building stuff for us. But uh, why? And the why, twist is, yeah, yeah but, go ahead. You go ahead. No, 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 no. Get to it. Get to it. It's the best part. It's the well, best I was just say the twist is that, that using them as resources and uh, but they don't see that as oppression or, or using them or taking yeah. advantage of them. They, they refer to that as being an ally. And, you know, yeah. Katie and Will are like, what? What are you talking about, allies? This is what you call an ally? So as far as communication, there's clearly a, a miscommunication about what an ally is uh, between humans and, and the rat species. And it's just it's stunning for all of us to, to think, okay, what do we do with this now? If that's what they think of us and how they think of us, how, what's our role now and how do we navigate here? Because we're yeah. on two different pages. You're, yeah. you've, you've killed us, you've oppressed us, you've harmed us, you've taken things from us, but we're supposed to be your allies. So where do, where do we go from here? And yeah, I, I think for, yeah, I think the rap's point of view though, you know, if you've ever started a business, a lot of times you have two kinds of people in a new business. You've got the people mm-hmm. who are providing the funding and you've got the people who are doing right. the work, the, the quote unquote sweat equity. Uh, and yeah. from the from the rat's point of view, the humans, they're the sweat equity, you know, you know, right. Let, let's set aside all the death, the death and the oppression. You know, this is your contribution. You don't you can't travel in space yet, but you guys are sure good builders. You're a bunch of Bob the Builders, <laughs> you know, and we're providing defense. We're your defense. Yeah, because what's coming to kill us is definitely coming to kill you. So we'll protect you and you'll mm-hmm. be our you'll be our, you know, our labor. And, you know. Let's shake on it. No one's happy yeah. with that answer. You know, it, it doesn't even yeah. say human equals ally. I, th- I think it even says that kind of. I think of he did. I, or he, it. she, what it? Yeah. It's, it's Bob, George. We have to call. It, we have to give it some kind of human. Yeah. Name. Uh, Skippy, <laughs> Skippy the rap. Uh, yeah, it's a Cookie? human equals ally. So, yeah. 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 No it's just that. it. That's a game changer. They dropped the bomb, and yeah. Where do we go from here? So, I mean, I, it certainly propels us into, you know, excitement for episode four. Can't wait to see what's next because it just it has shifted the roles in the in the show, and now we don't know what is winning. Now, you know, kind of makes you ask these questions: How do we win? What is winning? And how do we accomplish this? Because they they realize it's not good this simple good versus evil. It's, it's become a lot more complicated. So, but that's what makes it engaging. Definitely. And and before that though, were you surprised? uh, And I I think I know your answer. Were you surprised that after hearing (laughs) this McGregor expels them, locks down the camp and then ends the interrogation, right? If you're, if you have this talkative, this talkative robot, you've wanted me to speak to for however long, and you finally have it talking like it's, you know, at a bar, you know, a couple drinks in, still in its soul. 
uh, you're going to shut it down? That's what Andrew McGregor yeah. does. Is it because he's threatened? Yeah, because he feels threatened, you know. Or is it because he's scared, is... you know? Yeah. Ha- ha- yeah. Yeah. Have the Bowman supplanted his ability to get things done in their half day of being there? Like, they show up, exactly. they get to call it, and exactly. this thing is chit-chatting, chit-chit-chat-chat, yeah. you know, with, with Katie and Will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is not yeah. what he expected, and it, it um, yeah, shifts the they they power seem dynamic. to have more leverage. Yep. Yeah, power dynamic yep. for sure. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, yeah, he shuts it down. And so that, that makes me think, do you think that that's the camp that Broussard and Amy are trying to communicate with and now they have shut down and they can't reach I, them? I th- I think timing-wise that makes sense. I think timing-wise yeah, she yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and then they and they were on All the right. train for a while, but they weren't on the train for that long. But uh Yeah, was, it seemed like was, an overnight or something. Yeah, long enough for you know them all to be generally in the same distance from each other. But uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to I was actually talking to Jay uh, about this the day after the episode ended, and I totally mm-hmm. believe the Raps believe that these aliens are there's a third alien species coming to kill them all. I think the question is okay. whether or not the humans should take their word for it that they're better off with them versus the surprise behind right. door number two. And, and I think that right. I, I think that's going to be the compelling. I think it's going to shift from occupation resistance to mm-hmm. team devil that we know versus the devil that we don't know. That's um, a good point. Yeah. Why? You know, why should this unknown alien species be coming for us humans versus the these interlopers who have done this to our planet? You know, it makes sense that maybe if we right. hold out and side with alien, a new alien species, that they'll take pity on us or, you know, defend us against these oppressors that we don't like. So it really comes down to, you know, it's, it's the devil you know or the devil you don't know. Uh, and I think that's yeah, where the, the conversation is going to shift. It's, it's so, not cut and dry, for sure. It's not. It's not. It's not. No. Uh, and we've got to, now we have to navigate this mystery and, and find out that information. So just it also, keep going. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because this is a new line to draw for the resistance and for the occupation, mm-hmm. no matter what side you're on, because you could have been resistance against these aliens, but now maybe maybe you feel that you are safer with them if you're buying into second alien species coming to kill us. Maybe you're not as mm-hmm. hardcore a resistance member as you used to be in in this new paradigm shift. You know, yeah. you have this curtain yeah. pulled up and so... Are you resisting something new? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, what are you resisting at this point? How could, right. you know, that might change as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, as our special as our special guest host tonight, I'm going to let you decide whether you want to go first or not um, in our segments. So the first one we're going to hit up is who owned the episode. Would you like to take the first crack at that, or do you want to wait? Uh, I'm going to use my guest right and, and wait. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. I want to learn from the master for the Uh, Well, I don't know about that, but I I thought about this, and there were uh, a few choices in mine. But um, ultimately, I decided on Katie. Now, granted, when she, you know, now that she's arrived, she has certain expectations that are not met about how they see her, you know, and she's disappointed about that. But she's persistent. And she doesn't give up. She does. She fills out the notebook. Like you said, maybe he didn't even think she would fill it out. She does that. She insists that she sees the click. She at least gets in the room. She talks to him. She keeps pushing. And I think perhaps something she said or something about her demeanor when she's in that room with the click, even with the curtain pulled, um, sort of spooked McGregor. So then I, I have to wonder if later that evening when he does get the click online, did he use any information that was in her notebook or did he just escalate the, the process? Did, did something that it feels like she may have been sort of a catalyst for going ahead and getting that thing online, whether helping to do it or he feeling threatened by her. Um, I don't know, but I, I feel like she sort of got that going, so to speak. So for that reason, I would say, she owned the episode. She pushed, she pushed, she pushed, and, and stuff happened, and um, they learned a lot. They... Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think, I, think, I think at a very basic level, I think they changed it. I think you're right. I think Katie changed it 
but I think it was really just supplying the gauntlet that supplying mm-hmm. that in that translator uh, function. Right. I think it's what it made all the difference. I, I, for the, the amount of time from when she leaves with the book, leaves that with Andrew, mm-hmm. goes back. I, I didn't get the impression it was that amount of time, but enough time for them to click on the gauntlet and for the thing to do its hard boot reset or whatever it has right. to do, you know, load up its Windows 95 or whatever program it's running and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 then come online and be like, I'm here, right. you know, and, and, and well, she it, does, you know, rap online noise. Yeah. She does call him out about saying, I thought we were going slow and methodical. Yeah, I, I mean, clearly they needed the gauntlet to make the connection to make it go online. But his whole speech about being careful and studying and, you know, I kind of got the impression that he wasn't even maybe going to try to attach it um, right away. You know, they were being very careful about it. But then she shows up, she keeps pushing, and he he's not does not seem to be slow and methodical about it. He seems almost um, not careless, but a little bit dangerous about the way he approached it and the way he turned the sound off and the way he turned the click off. You know, he just seems rash. Um, so, Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, this is, again, this because all I thought about while I was watching up. This is Gregory and Maggie. Uh, I, I yeah. think he said what he needed to say that he thought he needed mm-hmm. to say to get her out of his business and out of his tent. Yep. And I think he's a duplicitous SOB. I think he wanted, mm-hmm. I think, I don't think he had any hesitation once he had some clear time. Maybe he looked through the book a little bit. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, there's no forethought with him. He's like, he's like okay. essential, you know, you know, uh, toddler man child you know he had his toy he wanted to stick it on and see what would happen and you know damn the consequences and i think that's exactly what happened uh i I think i think all of the go slow was all just to put her off so that he didn't have to listen to her make her case for why she should be important because he 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 acknowledges they have this click but they don't have a gauntlet like they're relying on these moments falling into their lap reaching out Mm -hmm. adventuring to them doing all this heavy lifting to get there while they're sitting in their, you know, their closed off camp with their no electronics. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen, Will and Katie walk in instant rock stars, you know, to, to anyone who knows their story, they're going to be like, man, you survived. Like you got it yeah. done out there. You in the wilderness. Like you made it here with a gauntlet. Like, wow. <laughs> um, and so I think he's extremely threatened by that. So I think he's, I think he's going to say to her, I'm, I'm assuming he didn't plan on it uh, doing its rap noise, you know, its rap transmission, where, which would alert the entire camp yeah. so it came online. <laughs> exactly. I think he probably intended it for it to be this little secret, you know, him and his couple of, like, scientist mm-hmm. people, uh, and it would just be this little experiment for them to know. And we'd find out, like, yeah. six months from now that they've, you know, been playing with the rap or the, the click uh, – for for months at this point, I think I don't think mm-hmm. any part of that went his way after it admitted its online noise. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, it did not. It did not. Yeah, he did not anticipate that for sure. Which is why, which is why I think he freaks out and shuts it down. It, it's yeah. like uh, yeah. it's like when you, you you can't control your computer because it's becoming infected with like malware. <laughs> so you you hard yeah. it down, you plug it, you unplug it, you yeah. take out the battery, you shut it down anyway, can't yeah. because you're just terrified. Of what exactly. It means. I think that was his reaction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Katie's a good example. I, I like Katie in a lot in this episode. I have been an anti-Katie person for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, it's not done it for me. I, I tell you, I'm loving her, uh, loving her this season. Uh, and, cool. and her, you know, I think she's really in her element. I think, yeah. I think this entire mission to the resistance and really being able, you know, she's not the young, she doesn't have to really hide anymore. She can be who she is all the time now. Mm-hmm. And right. I think I think that's doing well for her because I think it really fits her real personality of this kind of you know badass leader that you know mm-hmm. she wants to be. So I'm I'm kind of yeah. doing a 180 on her after after seasons of really not liking her, and I, I think she was. Okay. I don't think she that's was the rock star though. I don't think she was the rock star okay. in this episode. All right. Well, rock... Tell me who it is. Tell me who it is. I think the rock star this episode is a little rap we're gonna call Skippy. I mean, Skippy. <laughs> okay. Skippy changed the game. Choice. Skippy, Skippy those last five minutes, those last five minutes yeah. did more to propel Colony forward in a real meaningful mm-hmm. way than a mm-hmm. lot of episodes 
get strung together. You know, this is not a show that really rushes from plot line to plot line. It really takes its time a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think in that last but five Skippy minutes, got the ball rolling. Skippy did it. Skippy did it. He was a, he was a chatty rap. You know, he wasn't like, you know, he's like, yeah, by the way, guys, there is so much I've got to tell you and not a lot of time. Get your pen and pencils. We've got to write this down. I'm going to give you some coordinates. We are allies, by the way, BT dubs. We are totally copacetic. You know, I'm the defense. You're the labor. You know, let's sing some songs. Who's got s'mores? I like s'mores. I like that human s'mores thing. You know, let's talk. You know, he's a, yeah. is a chatty rap, and he was my rock star this episode. I think he changed the game. If not for Excellent good, it's for interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, our next segment is biggest reveal. Do you want to go first on this one? Play or pass? I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I like this role. I like this. I like this ability this week only. I get to, I get to play watcher. <laughs> okay. Get it. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see, you're probably going to be more creative with your answer, but I don't see anything other than the reveal at the end with, with Skippy, with the rap that, um, that, that, especially that whole concept of host um, or human equals ally. Um it's just it, they're 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 shocked that that they can you know think of it that way. So I mean, just the fact that they get it online, it talks, it repeats, it begins to have a dialogue, and they ask questions, and then they find out that their roles are not even what they thought they were. Um, it's just it's like you, like we've been saying all along, it's a game changer, and propels the story forward. You know, in a sounds like a different way. So. It's the easy choice, but I'm going to go with it. I think it's a solid choice, though. I'm going to, I'll come up with something else. <laughs> I'll come up with something else interesting, but I think that's a solid choice, though. Yeah. How can it not be? How can it not be the big reveal? And, yeah, no. You can, you can, if you want to talk about something, no. you can share your honorable mention. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I mean, how, that's, is there really another choice? So. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit another choice, but. Why? Why now? Why? Why decide now to 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 put the humans in on this whole we're allies concept? Is it because mm-hmm. the enemy is here? I mean, is that what we're witnessing? Like with the ships being blown out of the sky and and all the all the stuff that doesn't seem to really be going the host way. Uh, these first two yeah. episodes, fire in the sky. That's literally, a good the question. Being blown up. Why now? It's like now, oh 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 now we're your allies. You know that's a yeah. very good point. That maybe they really didn't consider them the allies before, which certainly doesn't make a lot of sense. But oh now we're changing our story. You're our friends. You're our helpers. We yeah. need you. Let's work together. Yeah. Yeah. They they were definitely running a, a solid ninety ten partnership uh, up until very <laughs> recently, and now I feel like they're thinking, yeah. well, maybe. Maybe we've got to kick in a little bit more equity to them. I think, I think maybe this has got to be a little bit more 50-50 partnership, so they try to stop killing us because we've got this other enemy, at least as they see it. But it is curious, though. I mean, they've had the ability. Yeah. I didn't get the impression that they've shared this with the higher-up proxies or anyone in the transitional authority. This whole Because that's something yeah. that a proxy Snyder in his glory days would have, would have been touting. You know? Yeah. Yes, you see the it's an advantage, yeah. Right, you would spin that. There are there are people on K Street yeah. in Washington who would spin that for a lot of money per hour. You know, like no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding. You guys are contributing in the best way humans know how, because you have feeble minds. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're expecting lizard people instead of machines, as you know, underneath the mess. Um, but right. we're allies. You just don't realize it yet. Realize it yet. There's another mm-hmm. threat. You know, obviously they haven't been doing that. So why now? Yeah. Why, is it because, Why now? Because they're desperate. Is this is this rap desperation that's showing? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, but I'm gonna say, you know what? I liked. For me, the big reveal was liking the Amy humanization. I told you, I, I spent the entire episode. Oh, yeah. uh, I really hoped that un, you know, mom was gonna be Broussard's partner. Uh, for the episode, I kind of liked her moxie with the kid and her mama bear. Uh-huh. You know, pulling a shotgun mm-hmm. in, and that that didn't work out great. Um, so I was really suspicious no. of Dispatch last episode. I was happy to see that opening, uh, you know, with her when she was there. She witnessed the rendition. You know, she she's doing mm-hmm. doing the brain surgery down. She's a team player. She's she is 
maybe the female Broussard with like a little bit more accessibility. Um, and I mm-hmm. think it's going to be kind mm-hmm. of a funny buddy buddy comedy for them for a little while, which I'm which I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. God knows. I tweeted about it. something today that they they make a really good team. You know, she calls him out, uh, yeah. but he respects her, and it's a, it's a really good dynamic with those yes. two. So I I totally agree. And I kind of thought of the the word uh, buddy cop, kind of thing, you know, kind of yeah, no, relationship. Sure. Yeah, for they sure. Nice and you know. Job. Yeah, she does call him out, but she also seems to not judge him too harshly for it either. You know, like I, I think she, right. she's she's poking him because it's amusing her, not because she's really holding <laughs> yeah. him accountable for being a sourpuss. You know, I think I think right. it just makes her. You know, she's one of those people who laughs at funerals. You know, or just giggles at uncomfortable situations. That's that's kind of like it's a break. Yeah, yeah, Attention. it's just how she, yeah. it's her coping mechanism. You know, and and, and she know, also does it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, 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 you're right. She also does it with the other camp, the other survivors, you know, in the underpass. She kind of says those things about him to kind of like um, the elephant in the room. Like, yeah, I know he looks scary, but he's, you know, it's fine. He's ex-military. You know, like she kind of drops that information in front of other people, I think, to sort of balance out the situation and take um, some of people's fear away, you know, to sort of humanize him a little bit. Right, well. which 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 is a consistent character flaw even from the limited history that we've seen. All right, she's a doctor, you know, she's mm-hmm. she's a doctor in a in a in an occupation uh, situation. You know, she's probably someone yeah. with a really good bedside manner. You know, the ultimate hostess. You know, oh, I don't know anyone mm-hmm. at this party. Don't worry about it. I'm going to introduce you, and you're going to be bosom buddies by the time we're done, kind of thing. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah. that seems like a natural. Be okay. Which Bruce yeah. Sard, he really needs. You know, like he needs someone to be like. Yeah. Oh, He's he's a teddy bear really, um, with yeah. a with a gun, and uh, no. So yeah. I, I actually I really like her humanization. To, to little kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, I like that. I like that because it also made me feel like she wasn't going to be some kind of uh, betrayer mm-hmm. to him. You know, which yeah. again, I'm I'm not a Team Broussard guy, uh, but right. At the same time, though, like you don't want to see duplicity either. You don't want to see that she's some kind of like weird secret, you know, uh, occupation, uh, like you know, groupie. That this has just been an elaborate setup kind of thing. You know, that she yeah. went like Simon's yeah, no... uncle under a false pretense. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. Did you have a favorite line from the episode? I, I, there are a couple that come to mind for me. So once again, play or pass. I'm gonna I'm gonna play first. I'm gonna play first because right. I have two. I have two because okay. cause, uh, there well three I guess. I don't remember the exact quote, but uh, Snyder yeah, gives okay. a line about the hammers. Snyder gives a line about the yeah. hammers, and he's like, yeah. he's like, I think I can do a hammer too. And they're like stencils. I, I thought that was really funny because yeah. Peter Jake, yeah. he is Snyder. He's just this schleppy guy. He, mm-hmm. he just makes me laugh. He could literally just make faces, and I would laugh. He just amuses me and tickles me in all the right places. Uh, and it's his I cadence like and and delivery too. The the way he says the things because I think it was something like, uh, well, in my formative years, yes, I may have held a hammer. You know, it's it's his pauses and it's just yeah. it's perfect. And uh, yeah. yeah, and then they shut him down. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> yeah. And he plays and he plays dejected better than anyone. You know, like you can yeah. hear the yeah. sad trombones go off behind his head. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> like you can hear that with him, like 19 times an episode, and it never gets old. It never gets old. I love it. So I like that moment. That's so I funny l- that you mentioned that. I totally see that, but I never have really yeah. put it into words. That's so true. <laughs> I, I work for Proxy Snyder. I'm humanizing him. It's what I've been hired to do from the occupation. Um, I like I like his vulnerability. Like you know, I really like the rap. Uh, not rap. I like the Will Snyder bromance. I'm a big, big. It's my mm-hmm. favorite relationship on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't like any relationship more than I like Will and Alan together. Uh, and I liked it in the woods. Yeah. He's like, listen, I can't go without you. Like, I will be right. Dead. You know, I can't mm-hmm. do this. I'm not you. I like that vulnerability. Um, I thought that was a great line. I think that was like a sincere line. That's when he gets you the best, right? Because he's so snarky and he's so yeah. um, opportunist. But sometimes he really is just sincerely vulnerable or sincerely honest. And I think people that like him and like his character, I think that's what they're looking at when that's what they're yeah. pointing to, even if they can't even if they can't put their finger on it, 
that's what they're yeah. pointing to. You know. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, he, it's he just enough. Yeah, he was this provost, you know, and he's, he's just a guy who's just trying to deal with the circumstances. Um, but uh, my favorite, my other favorite line is uh, Skippy, uh, Skippy the Rap, when he says, human equals ally. Like, what? Yeah. What world? You, you need a better dictionary. You have not used the right human dictionary, sir. You are drunk, Skippy oh, the yeah. Rap. You need to put down the oil or whatever you're drinking. So, yeah. It's like, Skippy say what? Yes. What? <laughs> Skippy, you tripping, oh, Skippy. But no, no one is that can say that, but that's what they're all thinking. That's what they're all thinking. Yeah, so those are my lines. Those are my lines. Very good. Good choices. Well, I had one that kind of just probably just went under the radar, but it just made me chuckle. Um, because, one, first of all, I like the relationship between Bram and Snyder. Uh, I, it's hard for me to describe it, but it, it's passive-aggressive. I guess, but you kind of get the sense that, you know, Snyder kind of respects Bram or is kind of looking out for him, you know. I mean, he did get him out of the, the labor camp after all, you know. So he had, you feel like he has this little bit of fondness for him, but they don't show it at all. It's like, you know, they're constantly um, just snapping at each other. But they're going in to, to um, find out what their jobs are going to be. And Snyder's like, okay, now we need to lay low, you know, just don't make a big, don't say a lot, just kind of, you know, lay low. And Bram says, this is not my first camp. You know, like, this is not my first rodeo. <laughs> it just, right. you know, and it's just right. true. It's not, you know, I've done this before. You you were in a management position at the camp, but I've done this actual thing. You know, stop telling me what to do. You know, I've got this, you know, and it just made me chuckle. It, it, it certainly wasn't one of the um, – you know, it wasn't like Broussard saying, I don't like people, um, you know, things like that. But it was it was very subtle, but it just made me chuckle. And I, I do like their dynamic together. I kind of – I'm just ho- hoping that that they will – somehow Snyder will not be as much of a betrayer as we think he is and that somehow they'll end up kind of working together. I would like to see more of that. So a girl yeah. can dream. So uh, You know, they can – well, he doesn't have his tracker. You know, uh, Snyder doesn't, right? He left yeah. it in the woods when he went to when he dropped it yeah. when they were getting picked up. So he's yeah. kind of he really kind of has to rely at least on Will, if no one else. I don't think he trusts. He's I don't at really their mercy to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he knows that Bram is going to sell him on a block the second he gets a chance, <laughs> if, if if it helps. But he sees this is. But do you really think he will? I mean, Bram acts that way, but do you? Oh, truly I do. Believe I, that. You do? I, okay. I, I may have I may have come kind of like 180 or heading that way on Katie. Uh, Bram is okay. Yeah, Bram. Bram and I, I'm not. He's not on my Christmas card list at all. Like not even <laughs> okay. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, I think I, Bram I is. What? I don't think he would totally sell him out. That I don't think Bram would totally sell Snyder. I think he puts up. I think it's more of a front. I think he irritates him. He's not fond of him, but I think he's got to know that he got him out of that camp and. I don't know. I just think there's a little something there that, that he wouldn't totally sell him out. Now, maybe versus for his own family, maybe, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's completely cut and dry, but maybe like you do. Maybe. I mean, that's okay. I, think, I think Snyder earned points with him, even though he was lying to Bram when he said it, when he, when he tells Bram in the beginning, in the premiere, when he says that he's going uh-huh. back, remember they get him to the truck and he, and, and, and like, oh, yeah. starts to walk off. He's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going right. to get your parents. You know, I owe them. Uh, he, you know, Bram doesn't realize that he was not actually yeah. trying to get his parents. He was trying to get the get the hell out of Dodge. Um, but right. I, I think those kind of things maybe earn him points. But I think Bram is young. Bram is young yeah. and I and and full of ideas. And I don't know that he's got the maturity to see the benefit of Snyder in okay. the larger context. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. He's he's just he's okay. a young whippersnapper, and I'm an old grouchy man yelling at clouds, you know. And <laughs> just get off my lawn, Bram. Get off my lawn with your yeah. with your, your <laughs> resistance waves. With your satellite know. radio number station finder thingy. <laughs> oh my God, my lost heart skipped a beat during that whole scene. I didn't really get to talk. <laughs> I, I tweeted about it a little bit, but. I mean, uh-huh. Bram listening to, uh, you know, someone, in, you know, talk to, all it was missing was, like, in, being in French, you know, like a number station, <laughs> reading out numbers. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
my my lost fandom just exploded inside my. It grew. It oh grew yeah. Three lost yeah. yeah. I was so happy. What numbers anyway, did he say? Loved... What numbers? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was listening. I was listening. It wasn't any of the good numbers. And I make a bet Colin Cuse, like, intentionally probably was like, yeah, don't put the actual numbers. People will freak out. Yeah, do not that. put those numbers in there. People will get <laughs> yeah. so distracted with loss. Yeah. Yeah, it's all we need is, like, yeah. Hurley winding up in a camp as, like, the chef or something. And then, you know, <laughs> Oh, that's people, hilarious. People's heads would explode like a walking drone obliterating people. <laughs> Are you troubled by the mist? I, don't, I, I find I'm fascinated by it. And listen, I play video games. I play shooter games. Uh, you know, uh-huh. death and blood splatter doesn't bother me. But every time uh-huh. a walking drone obliterates someone, I, I jump a little bit. I, I find it's it very unsettling. To me. It is. Yeah, it, it is. It's, and I think, like we talked about before, it's, it, for me, I think it's, it, it is the blood splatter, even though, I, like I just said, I watch Walking Dead and all that. But it, it's so instantaneous. It's just like, it's 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 shocking, you know. Each time, even though we've seen it before, it, it does it does shock me um, when it, each time it happens. So far, I don't know if I'll be able to get used to that. Yeah, no, especially so. tonight, like because it happened like a rapid succession, and I don't know, just because mm-hmm. it's so because fa- it's so fast. Um, yeah, it, it, it makes yeah. me it makes me because it's jarring. It's, you know, here like mm-hmm. it's, it's a very jarring effect uh, if they do it well. Well, though, and there are no really remains. Do. No, you know, you, know, you no, think about just, it. You have remains. You honor them. You bury them, or whatever. You know, I mean, it's, it's just there's nothing, nothing left. You know, complete obliteration. Well, it's time to rate the episode between one and ten. Josh Holloway hair flip. We each take a turn. We each give our rating. And one more time, maybe if you if you join us on the podcast again, I don't know that I'm going to be this nice, but once again, play or pass. Oh, I'm passing. I'm taking my guess right again. I, I was willing to do it with the quotes because I was, I, was, I was armed and ready. Uh, I want to see how your hair flips go. I want to I give some context. Um, I, I mean, I think as a rule, I tend to be pretty generous. You know, I mean, I'm a fan of the show, for goodness sake. You know, I'm going to – Sure. My ratings are going to be high. But I really liked this episode. I, I loved all the reveals. I loved mm-hmm. the pace of it. I loved so much mystery. You know, we we learned, we got some answers, some bombshell answers, but then we have some new mysteries, and it's just it was very captivating to me, and I like seeing both storylines. You know, we weren't just focused on one area; we, we were kind of we were catching up with with both groups. And I think I'm going to give it nine and a half. Josh Holloway hair flips. I mean, I just it was really awesome to me. I there like you that. have it. I, that, that's right. That's right in the ballpark too. I. Uh... I like this episode a lot. And I think, I, I mean, I like this episode a lot because I really like the ending. Mm-hmm. I, think the, mm-hmm. I think the ending is important enough in the mythology of the show. Uh, even yeah. if you didn't like other stuff, I think the end of this episode <laughs> is dramatic enough. I, I think I'm going to match you. I think I'm also going to go, I'm not going to match you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you a little bit. I'm going to go nine and three quarter hair slip. There you go. I think, I think a lot this of hair is slip. good. Yeah, it is a lot of hair. His hair's a little short though, right now, isn't it? It's, it's not. Really yeah, you can't, you right can't, you can't really flip it as much right now. But we, we still have the visual, you know. Sure, sure. We remember. He can, he can flip in spirit, if not in actuality. Uh, <laughs> exactly. He's so funny. He's That's a good. A, he, I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Rating. Yeah. I like that yeah, we're kind I, of on I, the same page. I like this episode. I like I, I like all Connie episodes. I, I like them much more than mm-hmm. I don't. And uh, but I like this one in particular. I think I think I think we're gonna look back on the course of the of the run of the show. And I think this is gonna be one of the episodes you have to say that was an important that was an important episode. Yeah, it was a it's a game changer. It is. I mean, a very pivotal movement. You know. So when I t- when awesome. I tweeted out that morning, I had seen it beforehand. You know, screeners, but mm-hmm. I tweet out. I said, you know, I said it's a game changer episode. Like, if you're going to watch Colin the episode, if you were ever a fan, this is the one to watch. Uh, you're don't not miss it. Miss yeah, it. you don't want to miss mm-hmm. it because you want to be there. You want to be able to say you saw it when, because people are going to talk about yep. it. So, all right. Well, this is good stuff, Mike. I really appreciate you joining tonight, and um, would love to have you back again. I appreciate um, it. I have to. You're a passionate fan. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's all about my overlord Jay and what he allows me to do. He, I, I only, I only get, I get only get an hour in the rec yard a day. Uh, he, 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 he keeps me, he keeps me under lock and key, uh, hammering away on the hamster wheel. Yeah. Uh, for the rest and of the day. And you have how how much do you get to use electronics? 
Uh, none, none, actually, actually, <laughs> none at all. But he keeps saying J uh, equals ally. So I, oh, I'm yeah. suspicious. It's um, so confusing. It's, it it's is. so confusing. And I imagine curfew's coming up. Um, so we probably should wrap it up because you have your I mean, he, curfew. He, he actually cut. He actually cut the power in my uh, cell like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm using You're a running smuggled generator. In. Yeah, I'm using a, I'm using a smuggled in cell phone. I'm hanging out of my window, my little barred window, <laughs> trying to get uh, uh, a signal here. Don't tell him. Don't. I can't. I can't go back in the hole again. Don't. Don't tell me out. No. Yeah. No. 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 Well, really, I do appreciate it. And uh, we'll be uh, back next week with some more Talk Colony. Follow Mike on Pop Culture Review and check him out on TV Talk on the SMS radio shows. Yep. Um, a Tuesdays lot of fun. and Fridays. Yep, Fireball Friday coming Tuesdays up tomorrow. And Friday. Tuesdays Fireball Friday is the place to be. It is a lot of fun. 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, get your fireball and just get ready for some shenanigans and hygiene. Uh, definitely shenanigans for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, take care. And we'll catch up with you later. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. We're going to leave you with some music from Moon, their song titled I Got a Fever, which was featured in Episode 5 of Season 1 on Colony. You can find Moon on iTunes, so check them out. Enjoy the music. So you think you want me? Do you think you care?